And uh, did you see this frog? It has a little hat on with ears, and it it's got one foot on a on a, on a little egg. I'm, I'm looking at the frog. <laughs> yeah, the, the cat very funny. Cadbury judges selected Betty with the help from last year's winner and guest judge, Lieutenant Dan. Stop. A two-legged dog with a big personality. Wait, are you kidding me? (laughs) No, that's real. Welcome, everybody, to... uh, We'll find out episode two, the first episode that we've ever started uh, knowing what the name of the podcast was. That's very true. Uh, Last week, it was we'll find out what the name of the podcast is. (laughs) Now, we found out what the name of the podcast is. Yeah, we we found out close to the end. I think you like threw it. You were like, hey, by the way, we should call this. And then it was not taken. So, yeah, that's how it worked. Good stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. Good stuff. Um, I'm uh, uh, this is Pat, and I'm Kellen, and I'm having a bad hair day. Uh, and Pat, I wanted to to talk to you about something that I was thinking a lot about this week. Um, just like an issue that I might have like kind of a controversial stance on, but I just need to okay. to share this with the world. Um, Great. I really, really, really have a problem with. And listen, I get it. It's my own personal biases. Whatever. Uh, with un with non consensual sex, um, I I was I was uh I was at physical therapy uh this Tuesday, and there was a jazz quartet in the park beside um my my physical therapy office, and the windows were open, and everyone was just like enjoying their wonderful day. I'm sitting there with my really just wow, my physical therapist is like so hot. And so it's great because it's like physical therapy and like, woo. And anyway, and but through the window is this fucking jazz trio and this saxophone player like blazing impressions at like 340 beats a minute, uh, <laughs> just like blowing his little heart out in the park. And it's like, dude, I fucking hate this. Th- I'm a musician, right? I fucking hate yeah. jazz busking. Like when... When I'm just like walking around and there's all this noise pollution of guys like blowing their fucking dicks out on changes, it just pisses me off, dude. I love it when people rap. Yeah. I love it when people play the drums. If you want to paint or like sing poetry or whatever, just don't play fucking jazz in the park, dude. Nobody wants to hear that <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to agree with you. I definitely, that's not controversial with me. <laughs> Jazz is a uh, heady bullshit sometimes. And I don't need that at the park. Yeah, it yeah, is some I heady mean, bullshit. There's a time and a place, right? Yeah. So, and it's not the park. <laughs> it's not the park, my guy. There's park music. There's different music that's for parks. Yes. And it's not jazz. There's like, we, you could play elevator jazz. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. if it's, it's not like real jazz if it's like you know like elevatory kind of like hey we're doing a real thing and we're not like going wild out into the far reaches of the key we're in or maybe a key we're not in uh, then uh, yeah i'm okay with that oh my god okay i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure to start this episode with like a, a clip of 
just some like really fucking heady but also like <laughs> copyright free uh yeah. jazz music that's like super distasteful um yeah great <laughs> that sounds good <laughs> that's the plan <laughs> anyway that's what grinds my gears this week um what grinds my gears this week is 3d printing uh, oh. I'm back on that train um i did a little bit of it a while back and then i got so mad at the 3d printer i put it in the closet because i didn't want to look at it great um that happened for about five months probably it was in the closet finally pulled it back out um proceeded to spend another 10 hours getting mad at it jesus um and then i found out that there was a uh there's a there was an issue like my extruder was broken on the thing i've been fighting a problem that i couldn't fix your what was an actual problem there's like so there's an extruder for the filament. So basically with 3D printing you have plastic filament and you're pushing it through a gear and the gear like winds through, but it needs a spring to hold the filament to the gear. Okay. And the spring pushes a bar and the bar had a crack in it, so it was just broken and it was pushing, but it wasn't squeezing the filament in. So I'm like not getting filament out of the end and I can't figure out why. And it's like, but it's a little bit, but it's not enough. And that was <laughs> it was just it was a real mess. So Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so you so had... I ordered a new part. I'm waiting on a new part. So hopefully next week I'll be able to report that I've successfully printed things. But so far, it's been a real nightmare. That sucks, man. That you yeah. had FD filament disorder and couldn't you couldn't even print yeah. yourself a new part. You know. Yes, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I only have one printer, so I can't like print things to fix it. I can't like figure solutions out because there are ways I could fix it <laughs> yeah. with a printer. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sucks. I guess the, then the meta is to get two 3D printers so that if one ever breaks, you can print another. Well, so the meta is you get one printer going and then you print a second printer. <laughs> so that's, that's the plan. <laughs> oh, that's so good, dude. Yeah, that's the so thing. I'm going to try to print. Yeah, yeah, you can print everything but like the metal extrusion, bar, like the metal like rods that everything rides on and stuff, yeah. and like the motors. So you like order like the parts, and then you print all the like connecting bits and buy all the hardware and connect it all together. That's crazy, dude. Good did you stuff. see that they're uh, they're printing steaks now? Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> wild, man. They're printing everything. They're printing metal now, but they did. They're they're doing for a while. They've done like a sintered metal, where you uh, you have a metal powder yeah. in a big vat, and then like the metal powder in the vat forms into the item inside of the metal powder, and then you pull the metal item out of the powder. Yeah. But they've got a new idea, where they like literally take a needle, and then they put copper ions on the end of the needle, and then they do. A, electrolysis to like form the copper in place with the end of the needle and they literally build with like copper ions like things out of copper it's wild that's crazy man it's gonna get crazy it's crazier and crazier yeah we're moving you know resin printing is like resin you can get resin printers yeah you can get resin printers for like 200 bucks now and it like literally pulls the part out of goo that's how it works interesting so you just like empty your bowl in it like over the course of a year (laughs) and maybe at the end of the year you can print like a joint (laughs) Is that how it works? Yeah, not not quite. Not that kind of resin printer. Oh. Hopefully somebody else will come up with that kind of resin printer. <laughs> okay, sick. How long do you think it's going to be? Like, let's let's give a realistic kind of timeline from the expert here. Yeah. Uh, how long before you're, like, buying at least some things off Amazon straight into your fucking home? Uh, tw- 
10 to 20 years. It's going to be a while. Yeah. Because because the ability for uh, the problem is right now, it's like even to make it print for a couple hours, you have to like really fiddle with it for a long time and get everything dialed in and know all the settings and stuff. Yeah. Like we're like right now, I think a lot of people would probably agree like the Prusa printers, they cost two to three times what a 3D printer would normally cost, but they come like almost pre-assembled. And then you have a Prusa slicer made by Prusa. You order Prusa filament. Prusa made by Prusa. You have uh, Prusa settings done by Prusa. Like, so it's all there and it yeah. all works uh, a lot better. And you still have to fuck with it sometimes, but it's a different level of fuck with it than it is with buying a Chinese printer um, and then just using whatever you can figure out to like make it work. And so that's where it's trending is like an out of the box solution. Once you can get like real out of the box solutions that just do all the bed leveling on their own and figure out all the settings on their own and can literally see the print on their own, like maybe AI in there with a camera that can see the like filament string being set down. Yeah. When you have those kind of things and then you have like just a bank of filaments there that it can just do automatically and all that, those kinks are worked out, then yeah, I think 100% you'll see that happen. But I don't know how much... The problem is going to be like the, Amazon will be selling you the things to go into the printer and then a lot of it will probably be open source because a lot of people will just be like, hey, here's just the thing you want to print anyway. We'll just make a version of it. Like I know Great Value has their own version of whatever, but we also have one, you know, yeah. the GitHub version of it. <laughs> yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see how uh, IP transfers over into that realm and uh how like copyright uh kind of exists in that world it's been super interesting yeah. to see i mean we're we're definitely going to see printers that will not print items like they'll, yeah. they'll be like copyright locked items they'll yeah. be like you'll have to have like a key like a there'll be some kind of like hex decoding key with a like 256 bit hash and stuff to like print things onto your printer yeah and shit like that i 100 percent expect that will happen yeah, the one thing that I'm I'm fully I, I think that there's gonna be a lot of pros to uh you know having like more accessible three D printing as we move into like that kind of world in the future. The one thing I'm just like super worried about um is how kinky sex is gonna get. You know, I think it's gonna happen pretty fast. Uh you know, you're it's not our, yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna have to buy like you know, you're not gonna have to pay extra for shipping in like discreet boxes of uh yeah. you know like <clears throat> objects and uh yeah. my it just really clashes with my christian values um and i i feel yeah. really weird about like wide access not, to you know you're not okay with people printing an ovipositor <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it just just kind of makes me uncomfortable you know we're going to be printing <laughs> like, definitely have I think you could probably already print some of those things. I would <laughs> bet you could already print some of those things. Oh my god, you're gonna like be printing. There's a lot of material. Anime There's sex dolls, uh, straight off. Uh, like, like yeah. you're like watch. Oh my god, I can't believe we're going here. You're like watching hentai on your favorite site, and it has like a list of the characters below the video, and you just like pay yeah. forty bucks to like print your favorite one, and uh, yeah. and there you go. Yeah, I could. Unfortunately, I think that's where it will go. <laughs> unfortunately or unfortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, I'm pretty sure that's where everything's going to end up. Oh my god, the church versus 3D printing. Like the the Netflix yeah. documentaries are just going to be really strong. Yeah, it's what a world. Yeah, you what know? a world. 
Um, but you can't. I mean, realistically speaking, you cannot stop anything where people have their own device in their house with a with the with the thing that squirts plastic out in any way they want. That's just the world. <laughs> that's just the world we live in. Yeah, yeah, what a way to put it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the just the whole world's gonna get really weird, man. There's gonna be a lot of like anime sex dolls. And there's gonna be a lot more cosplayers. Oh my god, there's yeah. there's gonna be cosplayers in every local Cosplay. grocery store. All day long. But the other thing, you know, just the other thing you're going to see is just like um, people are able to make whatever they want. Yeah. Like you can suddenly you can just do shit like uh, there's this guy on YouTube. I follow James Bruton. Okay. Um, and, and he basically has made everything he wants to make as soon as he got a 3D printer. He got like a sponsor for his YouTube channel and they send him filament and he just prints shit all day long. He built an Iron Man Hulkbuster. But like the real size yeah. that actually like he can walk around in that has automated joints that robotically move hydraulically. Uh. Um, and, and it's it's all 3D printed. He has an open robot dog based on um, Boston Dynamics dog. Yeah. Um, but it's all open source. He has like all brushless motors he orders and attaches to 3D printed parts. Like he shows how to design and like he does testing on the parts to find out how strong they are. And like it freaking walks around and does whatever he wants and stuff. It's like it's it's wild to like this is not possible. People could not have done these things, you know, Yeah. Um, uh, without 3D printing. It's just Dude, it's crazy. That's so sick. That's so yeah. sick. Yeah, there's gonna definitely be. I mean, it's already happening, but like, dude, content creation yeah. in a world where you can create physical content, like that's yeah. some next level shit. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's the channels that solve puzzles, and people are like printing puzzles now and solving the puzzle on the channel. So like, they don't even have to buy the puzzle now. They like just have a puzzle designed and then printed. There's like a guy I watch who like has been 3D printing fans and testing 3D printed fans that users print yeah. or users uh, like test and or design and stuff and then he prints um, to see which ones are like more efficient than like a stock Noctua fan yeah. um, to see if like there's a better design and stuff. It's just yeah stuff that couldn't have happened before and um, we're gonna see so much innovation, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Already are. Yeah. Um, what was that that thing you sent me earlier today were those like elon musk's kids oh my god no that was tim dylan a comedian (laughs) no i mean were they playing elon musk's kids oh uh no they were uh playing this guy (laughs) (laughs) they were playing this guy's kids who like he died but he had a bunch of bitcoin in a wallet but they don't know the password for the wallet oh uh so he's but as he, yeah, he was trying to explain to his brother what Bitcoin was, and he's like, it's the new money that Elon Musk is talking about. Beautiful. Beautiful. It was yeah. very confusing, but I, I enjoyed it. Did you invest in Doge at all? Uh, yeah, I put like 40 bucks in and took my 40 bucks back out. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, dude. I put 100 Doge. bucks in and pulled my 60 bucks out. It was... Uh... Okay. <laughs> my my roommate... Is upstairs one night and he's like, Bro, Doge, it's up like 500%, bro. You gotta get in Doge. And I'm like, Yeah. And uh, he's like, Yeah, man, I just, I just like, I just like doubled my money overnight, man. You gotta, you gotta get on this fast. And I'm, I'm like, Okay. And I, I put a hundred bucks in there, man. And the next day, <laughs> I had $60 and I like waited a little bit and it got back up to 63 and it, no, it just kept bothering me out. And uh, so I finally had to pull. 
it's just like forty dollars just like vanished, yeah. man. Yeah. There's a lot of that happening to people, I think. There's all these good stories. I think there's also as many or a lot more bad stories. <laughs> there's uh, always that more people bad don't stories. want to talk about. So yeah. I think if you don't know what the hell a crypto is, and if you don't understand how the coins work, you should not be investing in them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Doesn't matter if you could possibly hit it rich or your brother hit it rich or whatever the fuck happened. Uh, chances are it won't happen to you. It's just like somebody going to the casino and then winning at the casino. And they're yeah. like, they come back and they're like, you really got to go to this casino, man. Yeah. It's like people winning money here. <laughs> they're like, I saw a guy walk out of there with like a million bucks. Yeah. And they're like, why... Why are people not at the casino? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's just like Doge was such a volatile thing in that moment. And I'm like a big Twitter guy. And uh, literally yeah. every time Elon tweeted about it, it would like go up like 10% and then like fall yeah. uh, over the next week. And then it would like, I, so I'm sure that he was literally just like buying a shit ton of Doge, tweeting and selling like an hour later. And I, and I had the, some kind of weird idea that I was just going to be able to like sync up with Elon as if we were like... <laughs> You know, like, uh, we would just, like, find some kind of cycle, and I would just, like, ride the musk instead of the doge, and uh, it didn't really work that yeah. way, you know? And uh, that's fine. I didn't need that 40 yeah. bucks. It was an Uber that I didn't take. But um, I'm still just generally demoralized. I think that's a lot of people's world after the GameStop deal and uh, the whole thing. I think a lot of people, yeah, it got to that point. Uh because they got into some shit they don't understand. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. If you don't, if you don't understand it, you shouldn't be doing it. And I don't know. It's just really easy to understand that. Yeah. <laughs> or just assume you're going to lose the money. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. If you're okay losing the money, then great. But assume you're going to lose the money. Don't uh, buy the car before you uh, earn the car or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I fully expected not to get it back out, but yeah, still, man, you know, <laughs> it, it still sucks, man. It sucks to, like, go in on something, and uh, even if you're, even planning to lose, like, losing never feels good, you know? Even if you're like, I meant this, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, taking that out. But remember, I don't know, the way I, I just always think, like, if you won all the time, winning wouldn't be special. You know what I'm saying? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> or is a, 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 that common quote attributed to Karl Marx, uh, life is struggle. Oh. I'm sure that there's some context around that. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the idea. Is that life is, like, life is about struggle. Like, if you're just happy all the time, there's no life. Like, why are you living? Yeah. Like, the only the way the human brain works is these ebbs and flows. And so, like, if you don't ever have the ebb, you don't get to flow properly. Yeah. Uh, I think you just you start to ebb down. It's not great. Well. So, last time <laughs> we talked about uh, a little bit about music. Yeah. I would like to uh, talk about something we, we talked about a little bit after we turned off the podcast last time, I think. Which was just that I asked you about how do I start making music? Like yeah. what, if I, if I'm a person and I'm like, Hey, I want to make some music. Yeah. Like, how do I start making music? And I want to talk through that pro thought process again, a little bit on air. Um, so one of my big barriers or confusions 
about like making music is everything that I make sounds like other things, right? Like it, it just like, that's just the case is I, everything I play or everything I hear, like I hear other things in it. And the first thing I think is like, I don't want to copy that person. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a Pharrell. So how do I, how do I not be Pharrell? You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't want to take that Marvin Gaye lick. And how do I not do that? So it's like scares me into not making music because every time I make music, I feel like I'm edging into something that sounds like something else. Yeah. I mean, well, like the super encouraging like part about that struggle is that like, that means that you're pretty far into the process already. Like there's a lot of steps to music making. And uh, when you hit the point uh, to where you're like successfully creating things that sound like like stuff that you're familiar with uh it's like a pretty that's pretty far along the road actually there's like a lot of uh very struggle moments before you make anything that sounds like something else uh so yeah that's like there were years of me working on ableton and learning how to use tools and like recording and figuring out like sounds and like midi controls and like all those things i worked out but the entire time i would like play things and make things and then it's like oh well this is that so i yeah. can't make this delete <laughs> <laughs> that's so good well yeah i, I yeah. I'll, I'll say this again you know it really is about reference material the fact that you're creating things that sound like other things is great it means that you've internalized that thing that you're familiar with and are now able to produce it and at a certain point um in order to create something original Everything is derivative, right? Uh, we are just yeah. like giant funnel machines. And whatever you put in that funnel machine uh, is what comes out of it. Um, and so if you have like a couple of things in that funnel machine, uh, what comes out of it is going to be, you know, easy to dissect. You know, if you really know three songs, then, uh, you know, you can output those things. Uh, in different percentiles, but you still only have like three flavors that you can get. Um, and when you expand that, it starts to get harder and harder to dissect. Um, and what's more yeah. than that, because all music is derivative, um, so, so there's this one factor of that that affects the way the rest of the world perceives you. The more content, not only that you know, but that you are able to recreate, uh, the more likely you are to create something uh complex and original sounding and then also because all music is derivative and everything is kind of the same anyway if you know and can create a bunch of stuff when you like play a lick that sounds like one song you may also think of like five other songs that it sounds like and then you don't feel like you're stealing from one person you're like oh i'm stealing from the literal history of r&b music you know (laughs) it's not as much like oh this is that beyonce lick it's like oh this is a style and uh how did yeah hit it is there any does it ever like do you understand enough about music where you're past a point at which that would like depress you in some way like to me i just uh, immediately like i've always thought like ah oh, man it'd be so nice to be like to be able to be Jimi hendrix like i'm sure Jimi hendrix was like playing off with of some ideas before yeah but i think like there's a very original sound and there's a lot of people who are like could be considered now to be playing Jimi hendrix yeah and like I don't know how much original stuff now can be made that's that original anymore. I'm wondering, like, because to me, the farther on you go on in time, the more things have been done and the more things have been played and the more phrases have been figured out and the more fun things to the ear have been discovered. 
And so that means that it's harder and harder to make new fun things to the ear. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of different axes there. One of them is that people start innovating in different ways. Uh, So like up till this point in history, like people have been innovating melodically uh, just a ton. And like the way people like shape melody um, and the way people employ like melody over harmony, there's just been like innovation on top of innovation on top of innovation. And pretty much the entire uh, melodic and harmonic structure, thanks to, you know, like the fusion era, has been pushed to like its absolute limit. Like there's nothing technically new that you can do there. Uh, But like where people, a lot of where like a lot of innovation is happening now is in the rhythmic era, uh, area, like a ton of like just technical musical um, rhythmic phrases and ideas are being pulled in that have never been done before especially as we move into like this time time of like intense globalism in the music industry people are pulling from different cultural musics in a way that they never had before and creating like new rhythmic ideas in their music and on top of that um if you yes if you look at it rhythmically uh harmonically melodically um you know eventually you're gonna get hit a point where like technically it's all been done before um, but all of that stuff supports the, the feeling, you know, the, the idea, yeah. uh, and the feeling is always new and it's always in the moment by nature, you know, uh, what you're feeling now is a product of the world that you're living in and the world that you're living in is distinctly unique from one that's ever been there before. And it's distinct from the people around you because everyone has such insanely different experiences. So it's not like something that I like, I don't know anyone uh, in the music scene that's worried about that. Like no one that I've ever come in contact with has been like, yeah, I'm worried about my stuff not sounding original enough. Like it's just not really on the mind. Okay. Good to know. That's uh, that's definitely encouraging. I would say dude, fucking make whatever. And if it sounds like something, Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> you know, if I, if I listen to a track, yeah. I'm like, yo, this sounds like Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm like, hell yeah, that reminds me of some other shit that I thought was fire. Uh, yeah. And now I like this guy because he listens to the same things that I do. It, you know, it's, it's just like hard to go wrong, man. There's like, yeah. music is so beautiful. There's no way to create, it's, I'll, I'll say this, it's very, very hard to create negative impact on the world through music. Uh, it's very hard to make music angry. Like angry is like one of the hardest things yeah. to convey through music, like happiness, sadness, all kinds of sad, sad experience. But like angry music, like even music that comes from a place of frustration, like has such a different effect on a listener than it does the person yeah. making it. It's just so, it's just such a beautiful art. Very true. Dude, I saw something really interesting trending trending on t- uh, Twitter this week. Okay, um, what's that? And it just it just really, uh, really caught me. Um, the, okay. Did Did you see hashtag sex two? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what that is, but I don't know. Dude, that's the thing about... That's why this is so... It's such a powerful idea. The idea of, like, a sequel to sex. 
uh-huh. that's coming out, you know? Uh, and, and people were tweeting like super sick stuff, like just placed my pre-order for sex too. Like I've never been more excited. And like, uh, oh I just God. got finished watching sex too. Honestly, I didn't think it was as good as the original, but, but just like the dude, the sex too. What would that be like? Uh, <laughs> it depends on, uh, it might be worse though. That's the, like, as, as some people have alluded to, yeah. I mean, Maybe it doesn't need a sequel. It could be. Maybe Sex 2 is what happens. Maybe it needs an, maybe it needs an expansion pack. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sex, the Burning Crusade. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 like, go through a yeah. portal and have the same experience sexually, but, like, in a different... Uh, it's skinned differently. But, it, but it's, like, way better for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I I wonder if there's gonna be microtransactions in sex too. Uh, I would imagine at this day and age, if you if you make a new sex, it's gonna have microtransactions. Dude, you're like, how? Dude, that sucks, man. Another yeah. another another way could also in, be helpful in which the rich win. Yeah, but like, imagine like you're you're sitting there and like you you can't like get your job done, and then you like pay like a hundred sex coins to like make the girl like get off, and <laughs> because you can't. You don't have the time to grind it out. It's like Assassin's Creed Origins. You get like like two thirds of the way through, and then you have to buy a booster pack to like get the yeah. rest of the way there. Yeah, but we have an advantage already. That's the thing because we know how to like uh, min max the sex coin earning. <laughs> well, you do. You're you're gonna so. be like the sex auction house. Like uh... yeah, a hundred percent buying and selling all day long. What would you yeah, sell in the sex just, auction house? A lot of margin trading. Um, uh, on I don't know. But you could probably sell all kinds of ovipositors. And stuff. I don't know what we don't know what's gonna happen, you know, with sex two yet. So, gotta see what happens. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. I hope it doesn't have a subscription fee too. Oh man, that's a bummer. What happens if you're like free to play? <laughs> 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 That's the worst, man. Oh yeah, it's really like, bad. I went to, I I went over to this chick's house. She was free to play. <laughs> no, dude. That's... I had to click. I just kept clicking, and then there's a cooldown. It was just, it was rough. That sucks, man. You're like you're like about to blow, and like yeah, everybody's doing their thing. There's plenty of like you know moans going on or whatever happens during sex, and and the girl like puts her hand on her chest on your chest, and she's like, uh, "Have you heard of Raid Shadow Legends?" <laughs> and, you have to, and you have to like stop for 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 thirty seconds before you can click skip ad, and she's just like telling you about yeah. Raid Shadow Legends the whole time. Yeah. The, 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 okay. The scary part about this is that this is like plausible that an ad company would pay someone to have sex with you, but you have to hear about Raid Shadow Legends in the middle. Yeah, maybe you get paid to have sex. Yeah. And then it's just, and then, but you could watch ads, but you have to watch ads. You you like have you? There's like a a room that you can go to in your city where there's just like tons of like legal sex, but like all of the walls are videos. And they have yeah. all of the most recent Netflix documentaries up, and they're all playing at the same time. 
and, and you, you have to fill out you have to fill out surveys to get in, and then you earn points. Oh my uh, god! To, from the surveys. Oh and then, my god. So if you, and then it, and then if you show up every day, you get uh, daily rewards for being there. So <laughs> yo, obviously you want to keep going. <laughs> that shit's crazy. I dude. don't know. This sounds great. I don't know what this <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, let's think about the pros of sex to free to play, like. They're collecting so much information on you that your ads on, uh, like Instagram would probably be like better targeted. You're gonna see like more of the shit that you want. Yeah, you know. Honestly, hit it. Well, just like it. Also, if you're like one of those people who's that like buying prostitutes now, it's free. Yeah. Now you just watch ads. Yeah. I wonder how that's gonna affect because then, man, that might actually help the economy. Because then you bring, you bring money out of big corporations who are paying those advertising dollars to people, hardworking people on the street. Honestly. And, dude, everybody having more sex, like, there's going to be less depression, less suicide. Yeah. Uh, dude, people yeah. aren't having enough sex right now. Like, I think we solved. I think we solved. <laughs> I think we solved that, dude. The world yeah. as a whole needs a, a radical incentive to get us back to having sex uh, because... Yeah. Pretty much everyone um, in all but like two countries right now. Uh, it's just a country full of incels. Like all of us are pandemic incels, and you know, it, if only there was an ad program. Um, a, if yeah. only capitalism could come and save the day is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but then, uh, unfortunately, we have to start designing mechanisms to prove sex. <laughs> We've got to know that it happened, right? Because that's the now that's the problem. Christians have been doing that for, um, you know, oh, two thousand years. So we'll just like go to youth group, figure out what they tell you not to do specifically, and then like we have yeah. like a, a black and white. Gotcha. Yeah. Easy peasy. Model's already there. Yeah, <laughs> the model is already there. It's tested and proven. <laughs> yeah, sex too. The sexing. This exiting. What else is new in the world? Uh, I'm building more drones. That's how that always is the case. Yeah. Uh, aesthetic and and uh, over functionality as usual. No. <laughs> Not at all. It'll be nice. The 3D printer will help with that though, because then I can print nice, uh, nice parts, nice arm guards and stuff that are all color coordinated. There was this drone shot that I saw on twitter recently uh some, is it the bowling alley yeah the bowling alley shit dude it's everywhere it's gone everywhere yeah that's an fpv drone yeah people are stoked about that holy shit dude um people have been making videos like that for years man but yeah it's cool to see that finally getting like some commercial play because it was a great shot but like people need to see like that's fpv like yeah. there's crazy shots like that constantly that come out of fpv it is buck wild it's crazy man uh, you're gonna start to see in the next few years you'll start to see it on all the movies Michael Bay is shooting with FPV drones for his next movie and yeah, um, yeah you'll definitely that'll be a lot more often when you when you start looking at shots start imagining um, if it's not CGI like in movies in the next couple of years like how they would have got the shot because previously it would have always been a crane shot yeah um, 
And now you're going to start to see things where like, oh, there's a crane shot, but it came down a hundred story building and it chased motorcycles down a road for like three miles. Yeah. That's not possible in a crane shot. You just can't do that as a single continuous shot. You have to CGI it or fake cut it or do something weird with effects. And now that won't be the case. It'll be like, you could actually do that as a continuous shot. It's going to be pretty cool. Dude, that's so sick. That opens up so many yeah. windows of possibility. But also, I, yeah. we're going to have... I, I think the thing that I'm most excited for in all of this is drone B-movies. Remember like when Shaky Cam like, first started becoming a thing? Uh, and like Long Shots and then Cloverfield came out? They were like, wait, this thing is good. Let's do that 100% of the time. <laughs> so th- I'm, I, yeah. There's going to be like at least a slew of movies that come out. That are 100% drone shots, and everyone's going to get motion sickness and, like, throw up on their pants. Yeah, that sounds 100%. That's what I see when I watch freestyle videos sometimes. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, 100%, man. That's going to be crazy and awesome to see. Yeah. There's also a... Uh, they're making a real movie about FPV. I don't know how, how far it'll go, like... Um, the premieres are only going to be in selected theaters and stuff, but it's called Flow State, and it's like a real uh, like major documentary that's going to be a couple hours long and like goes over the whole hobby and like what FPV is and um, how it works and who the major creators are and like how it's involved in film and cinema and stuff. So pretty cool. That's sick. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for Flow State. Flow State. I, um, I think theaters in New York are kind of open. I, think. I have no idea. I, it's hard for me to know anymore what's open and not. I feel like you're allowed to have groups of people here, but it's only certain groups of people or like only for a certain amount of time or something is the rule. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's always changes. I feel like it's constantly changing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if there are rules right now because Cuomo is really busy trying to uh, build a legal defense team. Um from how many people that he touched at weddings and yeah. <laughs> we're not getting a lot of coronavirus updates <laughs> yeah well that's how it goes i guess jeez <laughs> uh, lord you know uh priorities um what, what all right a couple more things i'm gonna rapid fire i i wrote down just just a list of, of things that that really um tickled me from the week and and i want to see if you're familiar with any of these uh i'm gonna go rapid fire with you okay okay do you remember the show fighting foodons no i've heard of that name but i don't know what that is uh it was a saturday morning cartoon uh where it it was like pokemon except all of the pokemon were made out of food Oh no, I don't know anything. About <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, wait. Look it up on Google really quick. Is this like Pokemon VeggieTales? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not oh. related to the church in any way. I swear to God, you're going to see one of these guys and be like, I remember this and it was my whole childhood. I don't know nothing about this, bro. <laughs> no way. Okay, well, for anyone listening who has seen Fighting Foodons, uh, I love you and I appreciate you. If you haven't, um you're really missing out and there they uh there are places on the internet where you can um find episodes of it great thing about fighting sushi Foodons, boat sushi boat dude fruit turtle fruit turtle oh, what is this is crazy <laughs> this is like 
It's just like the Manda- Mandela effect or whatever. Like, this is not... I don't believe this is real. <laughs> Dude, the best part about it is, like, there's no, like, uh, codifying or unifying art style. Like, all of them are... Yeah. These look like just two men with plates on their head. <laughs> I don't understand. I thought this is like Pokemon. Some of these are like animals. And then a couple of these are just men with plates on their heads and different foods on the plates. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the All right, point. Well, I guess I'll have to, I guess I got to check out Fighting Foodons. Dude, you got to check out Fighting Foodons. Uh, it's really short-lived. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and spoil the ending because it's... You, won't, oh, no. you okay. won't make it that far, but at the end, all of the good and bad foodons like fuse into their own monster and become the idea of good and the idea of evil uh, food, and then like fly into the sun, and all of the foodons are okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> fighting foodons, it's worth it's also- worth a watch. It also received two Game Boy Color video games released in 1999 in Japan. Did it really? That sounds like something to emulate. Dude, that sounds <laughs> like something that, honestly, the, oh, the sprites for this. Oh, it's okay. This is a cool design. Uh, okay, what I'm looking at is a turtle, but the shell on its back is upside down and filled with soup. <laughs> Which. If I can't the soup knock turtle. That, yeah, that seems like that seems like pretty messed up because it's probably turtle soup, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. And it takes another turtle to make the soup on the back of the first turtle. That's how that, that's the coming of age process for the soup turtle. Is he like Charmander? Like, if the soup all gets drunk, does he die? Like, is he only alive for as much soup is in the bowl? Presumably. <sighs> yeah. I want. Are there different? flavors of soup turtle i only see one soup turtle just soup yeah which is kind of a waste um well it's also this is very rapid fire yeah 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 we're going rapid fire we're going rapid fire uh this week did you see uh the cadbury bunny this year's cadbury bunny no. <laughs> okay. Do you know what Cadbury is? I am. Yes, I am so. I love how different our weeks are. This is so great. Cad the Cadbury Bunny. I gotta look this up. Okay, Hold so on. Cadbury is a. It, it's the the candy oh, no. plant that produces like all of the Easter candies. Uh, they they make like the Reese's eggs and like those little jelly filled eggs. Basically, if it's shaped like Wait. a bunny or an egg, it goes through Cadbury. Wait, is that real? Yes. Cadbury makes Reese's eggs. Yeah, they they like partner with Reese's to make the eggs. Is that why they're better? Is that why the eggs and trees and stuff are better? Because they're made by different people? Probably. This makes way more fucking sense than all the other furious people said. If you look on the internet, people are like, ah, oh, it's just because the ratios are different. Or it's they're cutting them off. They're weighing the chocolate versus the peanut butter. This, to me, sounds like the answer is Cadbury knows what's up. Yeah, it, it, it's... Listen, I definitely think it's Cadbury. Um, it, if that's you buck, look on buck wild. the packages for pretty much any Easter candy, you will find somewhere in small print Cadbury. Um, All right. But uh, they Bring every year, actually, there is a contest 
there's a contest uh to find the Cadbury bunny. Um and what they do instead of like paying for a professional like union uh salaried bunny uh which is a, a thing uh yeah. Yeah. to like take photos of they have users submit their bunny photos um and then they allow the world to vote on their favorite bunny and then they fly that bunny in for a photo shoot and that bunny becomes <laughs> the Cadbury bunny for that year and gets put on a, on a whole bunch of packaging um this year thanks to TikTok uh the Cadbury bunny is a frog <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a frog. That's not how that works. Yeah, th- so what are the rules for the bunny? Uh, the bunny... Is it literally just... Here's a list of things that are bunnies and not bunnies? I'm confused. Listen, dude. I have no idea how this frog made it in, but Betty the Frog... Becomes the first Betty. amphibian to win the Cadbury Bunny tryouts. Okay. And it's going to be in the commercial. And uh, did you see this frog? It has a little hat on with ears, and it, it's got one foot on a, on a, on a little egg. I'm, I'm looking at the frog. <laughs> yeah, the, the Cadbury Bunny. <laughs> Cadbury judges selected Betty with the help from last year's winner and guest judge, Lieutenant Dan. Stop. Two-legged dog with a big personality. Wait, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's no, not that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess this non-bunny thing's been going for a minute. No uh, way! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the last one is Lieutenant Dan, the two-legged dog. Wow. And Henry the Bulldog was the year before this. Look, what are we doing, Cadbury? <laughs> Listen, Cadbury, maybe we should get back. Maybe we need to get back to um, get back to bunnies, the things that make eggs. Maybe is probably more on brand. And the two-legged hound has been named the next Cadbury bunny. This is there's just tons of rep, there's as much representation uh, in the Cadbury bunny contest as uh, Biden's cabinet. This is they're just really doing God's work here. Uh, fighting for <laughs> animal justice. If you've got a ferret, get him ready. Because next year, there's a there's a Cadbury uh, mascot prize with your name on it. Great. Wow. Uh, those were those are the two things that I wanted to. Okay. To bring All up. right. Have you seen? So there's this really crazy show, but I will have to link it in the show notes because there's no way you're gonna find it if you Google it. It's a game show. Um, that basically it's an FPV game show, but it's done in China. Okay. So they've got a bunch of people in China who like kids and stuff who are on this game show who are good FPV pilots they've collected. And then they have to do a series of challenges with FPV. Um, so like one of them is they have an FPV quad and they tie string to it and they have to pull the string across and make a bridge with the with the drone oh, and then they have to cross the bridge with the drone it's wh- crazy wait, or what, they have to show? sorry they have to cross the bridge with themselves that they built with the drone it's like a game show yeah it's like a game show in china it was only like one season like every season they do something different yeah so like that season was like fpv pilots and like crazy stuff about fpv wait that's a wonderful 
as a quick sidetrack, like a uh, way to posture a series, like every every season it's gonna be different, so you can literally just do the trendy thing. Um, yeah, that's it. One season is like police dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy stuff police dogs do. How do you make that transition? Wait, is there any kind of qualification no. for the subject? This <laughs> season, police dogs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure is what it is translated from Chinese, but that's my understanding. Is this season on st- cool stuff that people do? Police dogs. Wait, so it's also cross genre. Like season one is a game show, and two is a documentary. Like no, it's a game show about police dogs. How do you have a? What do they do? Just maul people all season? What? Yeah, they maul people. They maul different things. They like run fast across things, and like they show like how crazy police dogs are. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. It's sort of like a variety show with challenges, but was themed around something for the season. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. Themed around like potentially uh, militarized uh, beings and technology. You got it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I cannot wait to watch this show, Patrick. It's awesome. I'm so excited. I, I, I'm going to watch it unsubbed because I'm a weeb. <laughs> that sounds like... Uh, it's a Chinese, I don't know that they're looking for English subs over there anyway. So. Yeah. You know, probably not. All right. So, uh, Pat, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. We, we, we covered a pretty long, uh, a pretty extensive list of, of coverage this week. You know, I think it might be time to wrap it up with... Uh, a premiere of our, our newest segment, uh, Wrap It Up, which the two of us okay. take a 30-second break uh, from the call to, to come up with a rap about <laughs> a, oh, no. a randomly generated topic. Uh, oh, no. This week, okay. uh, random word generator. Let's go Google. This week is Brain. The two of us are going to take a 30-second break and come right back to you with a brain wrap. Um, all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's make it, it four lines. Four, just a okay. four line, like, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is mine. The longer you take, the worse it is because you took longer. Huh? I, I, I know. All right. All right. This is really just it, unsensical. Okay. All right. We're back. It was only 30 seconds, right. we promise. Uh, with our four line wraps, um, I, I'm pretty sure that yours is better than mine, so I'm just going to go first. I'm going to vote. Okay. Uh, I just want to end on a high note. Um, Thank right. you, too excited. <laughs> Boots and cats and boots and cats said, My brain is bigger than your brain. My brain runs over your cranium like a train. Everyone knows that my uranium will radiate so bright it makes your mother go insane. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Pat, what, what, what do you got? <clears throat> all right. Hey, it's a brain rat. <laughs> hey, it's a brain rat. Here's my verse, and I won't refrain. This is a rap about a brain. It's not mine, because that's still in my head. If I wasn't, then it'd be dead. It's a brain rap. 
everyone, that's We'll Find Out Episode 2. We'll see you next week. Later, guys. <laughs>